This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. did how about those special teams wow they were special (laughs) greetings loyal listeners you are listening to the blowhole on finsider radio this week you have the delightful pleasure of listening to robcast and i james radio rejoice about the coaching genius that is one brian flores have you purchased your two attack jersey yet rob tonga viola Tonga Viola. Tonga Viola. Tonga Viola. Have you, you purchased your Tua jersey, Rob? Um, I have not. There's there's too many num- There'll be too no- many number ones out there. I might have to get a Wilkinson or something. That guy's <laughs> that guy's a lot of fun. I do like Wilkins. He's he's pretty awesome. So, um, I will say the uh, the Tua jerseys are on back order. I did. I I, <laughs> I bit the bullet. They've been and- on back order. Right. I ordered one. I actually ordered one back in like May, I want to say, but it has not come. It will not be here until November, they say now. So um, I thought he, you know, we didn't we didn't see nearly enough. I'm sure everybody's kind of gone through their uh, their Tua um, analyses across the national media, but he didn't play bad. Like he didn't he didn't make he didn't make any, you know, really glaring mistakes. We just didn't see a lot of them. Uh, didn't see, didn't need to see a lot of him. Um, he Fortunately, made, he made he made a couple good reads against the blitz. He had a uh, Preston Williams had two horrendous drops, and I think you mentioned Gaskins had a, there were a couple other drops out there. That pass to Gazeki was amazing. It was just a great defensive play and a tough catch, but it was a good, it was about the only pass downfield he made, um, unless you count that one to Grant that was like just over ten yards, but. But uh, but it looked good. Um, but again, this team in all of our double-digit wins, we do nothing in the third quarter. What did what did Fitz do in the in the in the second half against the Jags, Jets, and Niners? Nothing. We run the ball and we and we sh- we just run the clock, and that's what we did. 
Yes, that is correct. Fitz did have that one nice uh, comeback drive in San Francisco after they gifted the 49ers that touchdown. Then Fitz went right back down the field and got us another touchdown after they opened the offense up. But they uh, they did close it right back down after that. So uh, I see I, I, I agree with your point 100 um, percent. I did want to talk about his his first touchdown pass. You know, it, obviously it was short, um, but that was a terrific throw and an amazing catch by Devontae Parker, who was being tackled. All right, that uh, throw was insane. I am pretty sure Parker did not even realize that he caught the ball. Um, Tua threw that ball into his hands and arms so that even if, I think even if he was unconscious, that ball would have just stuck in there and been a touchdown. Yes, that was that was an incredible throw. Granted, it was a you know three yards and, and not you know not not much distance on it, but uh, a tremendous first touchdown uh, pass. And it was at a time when they were trailing seven nothing and needed it. So um, you know he did he made plays when he had to, um, and he didn't make mistakes when when the game was you know still not decided. I mean, it was you know a large lead obviously was was had in the second half, but you know the Rams had come back on a large lead uh, in Buffalo in week two. Uh, and they, you know, or week three, I think that was, sorry. Um, and you know, we were able to not do that. So leading up into the game, uh, you and I both picked the dolphins to win, which, uh, bucked the trend of the, uh, the national prognosticators who, um, you know, had the dolphins as they were, I believe four point underdogs. They were, they love the dolphins now, by the way, the national media loves the dolphins now. I, yep. I know that's not necessarily a good thing, but uh, one of the things going into the week that we said last week on the show was uh, how well the Dolphins matched up with them defensively. And we had seen Flores do this to this very, you know, very similar Rams offense in the Super Bowl when he was the Patriots defensive coordinator. That was right before we hired him. So that was two years ago. Um, And he kind of picked up right where he left off. Um, You know, we have the personnel now to kind of shut down those receivers on the outside. Uh, bring lots of zero blitzes, lots of pressure right up the middle, get into Goff's face. Goff, I think I said this last week too, he reminds me a lot of Tannehill. And he looked a lot like bad Ryan Tannehill in uh, in this game on Sunday. What uh, what do you think about that, Rob? No, I completely agree. I mean, I, last week I said oh, this game's going to depend on if it's good Goff or bad Goff. And this was, this was, this was awful. I mean, he was awful, but... He was he had, no time. he had no time, but even even so, like even when he had time, he was missing guys. Like a couple of those third downs, he just oh he was just overthrowing, and then and happy feet, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I thought it was amazing, and we dropped two picks in this game. One was definitely a pick six as well. Yeah. So Howard Xavier Howard dropped one. Uh, Eric Rowe did make a pick, but then later in, in the second half, he dropped one that was a, a for sure pick six. Yeah. Um, Gerald Everett, number eighty-one for the Rams, had a very very long and tough Sunday. I don't know if you <laughs> if you noticed that while you were watching the game. Um, he was he took a lot of of hard hits, had uh, a bad drop. There was one play where he was the lead blocker for Malcolm Brown, where Landon Roberts just destroyed him in the hole and hit him so hard that (laughs) he ended up tackling Malcolm Brown. I don't know if you remember that play. We Uh, all remember that well. Long, long, long day for uh, for number 81 in blue for the Rams on Sunday. Um, But. I mean, just kind of recapping it, like the, the the Rams got out to a seven nothing lead, seven nothing lead after actually uh, to his to his first series. Uh, Welcome was, to the NFL. Meet Aaron Donald, and you know, quickly lost a fumble. But I wanted to, um, before you get too far. What I wanted to say when you were saying about how you know how well Tua played, you know, when we were down seven nothing, that was also coming back from 
fumbling on your first pass attempt. You know that a lot of that a lot of people could turtle up. You know when that happens, but he came out and and did what he had to do. You know, like it didn't that didn't rattle him. It didn't that could have that could destroy a, a a young quarterback's game having that be your first pass attempt. Correct, and that's one of the things that you know does have us so excited about about Tua, and one of the things that you know why he was so highly touted coming out of college was, you know, uh, the kid's a leader, right? And that's kind of all the things that we've been hearing, you know, out of camp all week. He's unflappable, um, you know, he's a, he's a hard worker, um, he's a good leader. Um, he, you know, he exhibited that to to some extent. I mean, there wasn't you know it, a lot of adversity to start the game, but not a lot of adversity. Uh, after so you know what i really you know, what ends love? up happening is you know the the rams get the short field after the two a fumble they promptly score a touchdown they go up seven nothing uh the dolphins then uh turn the ball over or not turn the ball over uh they they punt, punt. Uh, on their next series uh the rams then punt on their series i believe the dolphins were pinned back deep in their own end and uh gaskin fumbled um or no 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 the and then at some point there was the the christian wilkins interception and that gave the Dolphins a, a, the ball uh, in Rams territory, and Tua led them downfield to that uh, to that first touchdown pass for Devontae Parker. Um, and then it was a, a whole new ball game. Uh, Gaskin did fumble inside uh, inside the ten yard line, um, which led to the uh, Emmanuel Ogba hit on Jared Goff, to which uh, Andrew Van Ginkle picked up the ball and promptly returned 78 yards for a touchdown, at which point the game completely flipped on its ear. That was a huge 14-point swing uh, in the Dolphins' favor, and what a play by Ogba on that, just screaming off the edge. Goff didn't see him at all. Um, And then, uh, you know, he puts the ball on the ground. Uh, Van Ginkle is right there, scoop and score. Haven't seen one of those in quite some time. That was was a very, very nice and exciting play. Uh, A lot of fun was being had at the Miami Dolphins bar in San Francisco when that happened. Oh, yeah. Everybody was going nuts. So uh, the Rams get the ball back. Uh, They can't do anything with it. And then they punt and Joaquin Grant is gone. Uh, Grant is either it seems like he's either (laughs) it's either a long touchdown run or he's muffing it. Right. (laughs) Or bobbling. We we, we talked about it. I I like Joaquin Grant a lot. Um, That was just an amazing return. He was so fast. We talked about it last week that we said like he looked like he was due to break one. Um, well, two weeks ago, I guess before that, but it looked like he was due to break one in the last game and, uh, and here he was and he broke one this time. He did. He did. And, um, he also had a nice catch. That was one of two his uh, better throws. I believe you mentioned it briefly, you know, throw to the outside, um, to, uh, Jakeem Grant. I believe that came before that set the, up the uh, that was on the same drive as the touchdown. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a really nice throw from, from Tua as well. And that, that was third um, down and got us first and goal. Yeah, that was that was a nice play, uh, very nice play, nice route by Grant. Grant looks better on the outside. We've I think we've said that before. He's not really a slot guy, given his even, which is odd given his size. Um, he's he's much better on the outside. He also had a nice kick return in the game. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about the trade of uh, Isaiah Ford later on in the show, but could be seeing an expanded role for Grant, especially with uh, Preston Williams dropping two out of every three passes that come his way. Um, so after the Grant return, it was 21 to seven. Um, then the Rams get the ball back and then uh, Goff is hit again uh, by Shaq Lawson. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, who I had in fantasy camp, came very, very close to scoring a touchdown. Um, so close. So, so close. And then uh, Miles Gaskin promptly 
runs it in from one yard out after that 28 to seven. And then the Rams are just, it's kind of a boat race at that point. They did get a field goal uh, at the end of the half. The Dolphins defense did a nice job of holding them to three. Um, and then going into the, the second half, it was, you know, 28 to 10, not a lot happened on the offensive side of the ball in the second half. I, we talked about this before we went on, on air. Um, a lot of stupid wildcat plays that I just don't see the need for any longer. Um, I don't, I, just, I mean, uh, I don't mind it, but I hated it when I, when they did it. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying like never have it, but I, I think I hate it cause they don't work. I just think they're, they're not, uh, my guess is they're going to run a couple of those, but, and it's going to set them up that one Perry's going to be able to throw one at some point since, since he's a, you know, was a quarterback. So, I mean, if you're going to do it, utilize the fact that you have another quarterback back there. But well, he and Bowden were both quarterbacks, so you could, I'd like, if you're going to get passes. creative in that way, that that's fine. But I mean, like, I think you can even get creative with the with the running plays that you do with them as well. They don't need to just be that RP. It's not even an RPO. It's just it's a straight option where you're either giving the ball, you know, to uh, to Brita or to Gaskin, and or you run, you take it and run up the middle and get destroyed by Aaron Donald, which right. happened in this case. Um, I, I don't know. I think the wildcat has seen its day. It's one thing if you have, you know, Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown, you know, who are world-class running backs. And, you know, <laughs> you know, if the, one of those guys is screaming around the edge, like you're not going to step in front of that guy. Right. <laughs> like it's not, it's not something that you want, you want to do, but if miles Gaskin or Matt Breida is running around or, you know, Malcolm Perry, these guys, these are small guys. Like there, you know, there's, <laughs> There's nobody that's afraid to to step in front of those guys and you know kind of seal the seal the gap to make sure that they aren't getting around them. So I'm I'm, I'm going to say I'll say this now because I'm sure I'll come around and change my opinion. I, I think this is recency bias of a team that wasn't trying to do too much on offense. I don't love the pistol. I I don't feel like it, it it's it's giving the running. I feel like it's the running back starting at a disadvantage back there. I I, I realize yeah. that the quarterback it gives the quarterback a little bit of you know four RPOs and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll get better, but I felt like we ran much. We ran the ball better out of the out of the you know from under center or normal shotgun that Fitzpatrick was running. You know with Gaskins, and again, one game against the probably the best run defense we played. So it's 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 apple. It's a little apples sure. and oranges. But I yeah. didn't feel it. I didn't. It didn't feel like we were close to breaking any of those runs either. The the pistol has seen its day as well. I think I, I think I, I might agree with you there. Although Tua, we might get once he gets a little more comfortable in the offense, um, we might get to see him moving around a little bit. He looked like he was moving around fine. Um, you know, I I think I was. Ex- we just we just really didn't get to see a lot of him. Like I I think I would have liked to have seen him move around in the pocket a little bit more. Maybe not necessarily on a design play, but just kind of getting that feel like when when you know where pressure was coming and he's moving around. You think of like a like a Russell Wilson, um, you know how how he slides slides around the pocket before you know before he takes off. Like I was kind of thinking we'd see some of that. Um, you know yeah, maybe there, we will. We uh, had the we rollouts. Along, we had you know we had one. we had a lot of the design rollouts to the you know. Um, but even those, like, I think, and I think this is the other thing I hate with the pistol is that on the running plays where he just turned, he just has to do a 180 and turn his back completely to the offense and then like hand it off. It just feels like it takes too long to develop and it's, and it's clunky. And, and maybe, it, you know, maybe it's just time of running it, getting better. And maybe if they, I see a lot of success out of it, I'll start to love it. But 
so far I'm a little I'm a little eh, on the pistol. Yep. So uh, most of the second half, like I said, there wasn't uh, wasn't a lot of ingenuity or uh, anything really positive on the offensive side of the ball. They did a good job of of killing some clock when they needed to late in the game after the Rams had cut the lead to make it twenty eight to seventeen. Um, the Rams did get down, uh, again into dolphin territory. They were lined up for the defense did end up holding them, uh, to a field goal attempt at which was, I, I could have sworn that thing was blocked. That was the, that was, yeah, but that maybe the worst field goal attempt I've ever seen. It wasn't even that long. I think it was in the 40, the 40 yard range and it just went straight, but that would have brought it to us. That would have cut it to a one, a one possession game, eight points. And now you're, now you're going to be forced to, 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 to run, you know, to, to get some first downs. So in a weird way, it would have been interesting to put, see the offense under some pressure and see what they do. But honestly, I was fine with not having that pressure now, getting the getting the easy W um, and not giving up a huge lead. And yep. just let's just see what we can do against the Cardinals. As mentioned before, they did drop a pick six in the second half uh, that would have sealed the game as well. Um, and... I mean, Jared Goff, I, I didn't see the final numbers, but he must have thrown the ball over 50 times, I, I would imagine. Well, he had over 400 yards. I mean, Cup had tw- well, Cup had tw- <laughs> Cup had 21 targets. They had the ball. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they had the ball for an and obscene we were, amount of time. And in the fourth quarter, we, were, we, we weren't doing our zero blitzes. We were letting them throw short. We were letting Correct. them throw short and get 11 yards and, you know, and eat up 40 seconds. We're like, you can have 11 yards for 40 seconds. I'm yeah, fine well, when that. they run 80 something plays on offense, yeah. you can't run, you, you're not going to run a zero blitz 80 something times. So. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I'm saying it was kind of, it, we kind of, I, I don't know if we would call it the prevent, you know, we didn't go into the prevent defense, but we were definitely saying, giving them the underneath. At that point, it was fine. It was, the, we were, we were more interested in running clock than than forcing punts at that time. At that point, right. And the uh, the final score ended up being Dolphins twenty eight. I knew Rams that. seventeen. You knew uh, that. My my prediction for the week was Dolphins twenty seven, Rams seventeen. So I was off by a point. Um, and your prediction was Dolphins twenty eight, Rams twenty one. So you had the Dolphins right, but the Rams wrong. So together, we're we're pretty good at picking games, Rob. We're amazing. <laughs> all right uh we're gonna preview the cardinals we're changing it up a little bit so we're gonna preview the cardinals game uh after break we did want to talk about some roster moves as the trade deadline did pass um so the first move that that the dolphins made uh was trading uh fantasy camp favorites isaiah ford to the new england patriots for a seventh round draft pick now Ford uh, is is definitely not a uh, not a burner by any stretch of the imaginations, but is a is a pretty reliable guy in the slot. Has good hands, runs good routes, doesn't get a lot of separation, um, but he's he's capable of making some plays. I I kind of likened him to uh, uh, an extremely extremely poor man, like maybe a homeless man's version of uh, of Jarvis Landry, um, but they got a seventh round pick for him. They used a seventh round pick on him to draft him. So, you know, one-to-one returns, not too bad there. Little kind of don't like seeing him go to the Patriots. Not going to lie, but um, honestly, there's no real need for him on the team now. And yeah, go ahead, Rob. I don't care that he's going to the Patriots. If Brady was there, who loves his slot middle receivers, since he's basically going to be right. the new Ju- Julian Edelman, since Edelman's out and they're, they're, their wide receivers are terrible and hurt. Um, 
if Brady was there, I would hate seeing this. It would be I'd have flashes of Wes Welker all over again, even though he's, right. he's not Wes Welker. But with Cam there, I'm, I'm okay. You could have you could have Isaiah Ford. Cam, go ahead and throw him some balls. Like I said, I I understand. There's there's not a place for him on the team anymore because Antonio Callaway uh, is eligible to return. So for those of you that don't know, Anton and I had to do my research as well. The name sounded familiar. I do remember uh, remember him as a rookie uh, with Cleveland from 2018. He's only 23 years old. He had a pretty good rookie season in 2018. He caught 43 balls um, for nearly 600 yards and five touchdowns. He's 5'11", and he's a, you know, a speedster, so he can play in the slot or on the outside. Um, you know, has, has a lot of talent. Not, uh, not going to lie, but he did uh, suffer an injury and then also uh, substance abuse suspensions. So he is back from his, uh, I believe, uh, was it a year-long suspension, Rob? You, you did some research into this as well, he had the, Well, he had, I think it was, he had a 10-game suspension early, but then he was, it wasn't a full year. The one, the one he was serving with, the when the Dolphins signed him, um, there was a, he had a, he was still serving a three game suspension, and then he was suspension ad, suspended additional four games, um, uh, in on September, September back in September. So that's why we're not seeing him now till after seven. When we put him on the practice squad, we knew he'd be out the first three games, and then he was suspended again. Um, I think it was something that was pending, but that that's why he was out the the full seven games. It was two suspensions. So he's kind of the opposite of Isaiah Ford in that he's, uh, you know, he's he's doesn't have quite the same size and he's much, much faster. Um, so maybe he could be I mean, that is one thing that this uh, this offense does lack is, uh, you know, I mean, Grant's a, a, a burner, but he's not, you know, a traditional type of wide receiver. So Callaway could be that guy that could be, you know, that could stretch the stretch the field a little bit. Um, take some shots downfield. Um, you know, he could could be one of those guys. I mean. Parker and Williams are are good in the deep game, but they're they're not exactly you know burners. Although Parker does have pretty good speed, and Williams has good speed for his size, um, but I think you understand what I'm getting at here. He gives he gives us a little bit of a different look on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. Um, the other move that was made was a uh, late round draft pick was traded to the Chiefs for DeAndre Washington. Uh, DeAndre Washington is a running back out of Texas Tech. He was a college teammate of Jaquem Grant. Um, he made most of his, uh, noise with the Oakland Raiders as a, uh, he was a kind of a backup, uh, also like receiving type of back. He's, he's a little on the small side, but he's fast, uh, extremely fast. Um, and you know, he, he put up some decent numbers in Oakland as a, uh, you know, as a secondary guy, it's probably going to get a pretty good look given that miles Gaskin is out for three games. So that might be, uh, speak to why the move was made in the first place. Could probably see him pairing up with Gaskin, uh, not Gaskin, with uh, with Brita to kind of fill that uh, that that hole uh, for Gaskin. They might even dress uh, Jordan Howard this week, or we could see Patrick Laird. Um, uh, there's a third running back that they called up from the practice squad who I can't remember as well, um, who might see some snaps. But I'd, I'd imagine uh, this week in Arizona probably won't see a lot of DeAndre Washington, if at all. So probably going to see some Laird. Brita, maybe Jordan Howard, so uh, mixed in. If they, if they, so Callaway takes Grant's spot on the uh, Ford's spot on the roster, yeah. right? So if they, if Gaskins gone, <laughs> Gaskins is on IR, uh, right? Already is that is that official? He they moved him to. He's IR. not on IR. He's just out for three games. I don't know if they. Well, I don't know if but they there is a there not. is a three week. There's a three game IR spot. Like okay, 
But they would have to do that. I mean, if you're calling someone up from the practice squad and now trading for somebody, you need to, you know, you need to find the sp- he needs to have a spot. So I'm assuming Gaskin's going to go on IR for those three weeks, and then I'm guessing that the the Washington might not be active. That's why the practice squad guy's in, and then he goes back to the practice squad when Washington's ready to play. If I had to guess, it would be Brita that would see the the majority of the carries in Arizona on Sunday. Oh, certainly. I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't saying that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and then uh, probably some Laird and uh, maybe Jordan Howard sprinkled in there as well. Has Laird been uh, active for for our game for the other games? I haven't. I don't remember seeing him in there. He's gotten in there. He's he's made a catch and he's he's probably had a couple carries. I don't I don't know if he's I don't think he's dressed every game, but I've definitely seen him on the field. He changed his number. Um, I think he's number 32 now. So um, I know that I know Cox, the fullback was not active for two, his first game. Cause since, you know, we're not, we're not really running those formations, which those heavy formations were kind of big, you know, when uh Fitz was in there with the two tight ends and the fullbacks and whatnot. I mean, we didn't use a fullback often, but in certain packages. Yeah. So um, anything else that you want to touch on before we go to the first break, Rob? Um, for uh, about the trades, no, I mean, I like, uh, I like, oh, yes, one thing. Did you see the picture of Fitz in the short shorts? That was a tribute to Isaiah Ford. Apparently, Isaiah Ford used to wear the short shorts in practice, and uh, after the trade, Fitz wore the tightest, like, 1970s NBA skimpy short shorts in practice today, and it was hysterical. Hey, it's Miami, man. It's hot down there. You gotta <laughs> gotta be comfortable. I don't know if that's I love comfortable. Fitz. I'm glad I'm glad he was not traded at the deadline. I'm glad I'm glad there were no major moves made. I, I kind of yeah. like the direction the team's going in. So um, you know, these were kind of depth moves that were happening. And uh you know, the, the Callaway, uh Callaway getting in there could be uh could be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing if uh, he makes a difference on offense. I'm with you. All right. So uh, with that, that'll take us to our first break. When we come back, we will preview uh, Arizona and Miami next week uh, or this coming Sunday, uh, as well as doing our NFL pick them from around the league. So stay tuned. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back. So this is going to be a tough game. Uh, after this one, we have four very winnable games uh, coming up, uh, two of them at home. So this is a road game. We travel to Arizona on Sunday. But let's quickly look into the future before we get to the, the Cardinals game, just so we can kind of set the table of what the Dolphins have. So this Arizona Cardinals game is not impossible. They can definitely win it, especially with the way they're playing right now. But after the Cardinals, um, we have... Uh, we have the, um, I think, I, Chargers, I can't remember the exact order, but Chargers, I know the teams. Chargers, Broncos, Jets, Bengals. Chargers home, Broncos road, Jets road, Bengals home. So yes. Chargers game, the Chargers are a good team, but that's going to be, you know, that. Uh, 
the, they have a way of losing, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that game. Um, Broncos, another team that, you know, the, none of these are gimmies, but these are all games that we should win given our records. So I think we can go into Denver and win that game. Uh, Jets, that, that one's a gimme. All right. So at Jets, we should, we should handle the Jets in New York. Um, and then the Bengals at home in the Bengals. And I will say, I, I think I'm going to eat my words a little bit on Joe Burrow. I was, I was saying I was a little on the fence on him. Uh, He's he's looking pretty good lately, so I will I will say I was uh, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna yeah, retract. Were, it was a little premature. <laughs> it was yes, it was definitely premature. I was just saying I was I was feeling a little queasy about him. I'm feeling a lot better about him now. Um, either way, those are going to be um, you know they're good games. It's it's great. It's looking forward to seeing Tua go head to head against Herbert and Burrow. Um, so and that'll Drew be Locke, that'll be nice. Sam Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Sam Darnold. Sorry, I forgot about that. Also, Kyler Murray. So, and that brings us back to to this week. So, this is a big game. Like we we are now four and three. We have beaten some pretty good teams. Uh, the Rams are a good team. The 49ers are a good team, even though they're, even though they're hurt and they're probably their season's probably done after the injuries that they suffered again on Sunday. But they, you know, that was a good team. Um, you know, and then the other two teams we beat were not good. The Jets and the Jags, but. This Cardinals team uh, is coming off of a bye after defeating the uh, the Seahawks the week before on uh, national television. So this is a very good team. Uh, they have a very good offense. Kyler Murray has proven to be a much better quarterback than Josh Rosen. Um, yeah. They also have uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and um, uh, Christian Kirk. And a, a slew of weapons on offense. Um, honestly, a lot of speed. They run a spread offense. Uh, it's going to be a very a, a big test for our defense, especially to go across the country. So, um, we should see how that goes. I, I mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Is what I should say. Um, it's going to be a great test. I do not feel good about it. <laughs> um, do you know what the line is off the top of your head? I have the sh- the three and a half. Open. How many is it? Three and a half. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm not feeling as optimistic about this one. So, um, my prediction for Sunday, and I, I think on offense, that's another thing too about this Cardinal team. Is I think their defense is actually pretty underrated. Um, so they run a uh, they run kind of a hybrid uh, three four. Uh, type of scheme. They have a lot of speed at the linebacker position. They have a, a good young safety in Buda Baker. Uh, they still have Patrick Peterson back there. Um, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, you know, going to be a challenge. I th- not feeling as good as I was about last week in this matchup. So, um, you know, everybody's going to hate me for this one or maybe not. Cause usually when I pick the dolphins to lose, they, they end up playing pretty well, but I'm looking at the Dolphins uh, 14 and the Arizona Cardinals 24. Oh man, that's not even come. That's that's not even close. Well, you're gonna be shocked, but I disagree. <laughs> I do not think that the uh, that the uh, Cardinals defense is underrated. I think they have playmakers, but I don't think they have a good defense. Um, I think the Dolphins are going to put up points, and I think the Dolphins are going to put up 31 points and give right. up 28. I think they're going to win this game 31-28. Man, I would love to see that. So uh, I think it's, it does bear some some mentioning that the uh, their defensive coordinator is Vance Joseph, who was our defensive coordinator the year we went to the playoffs under Gase, but he is, he's not a very good 
I, I wasn't very impressed with his defense. So, um, so maybe you're right. Uh, maybe you are right. I guess we shall see. Now, also, um, the, the, the Cardinals have been up and down. Like, they are super talented. They started out, you know, they started out, Murray was red hot. But then he had, he fell off. Like, they, they destroyed the Cowboys, but he played terrible. They lost to the Lions. And then they come back in their last game. They beat Seattle. But it was a weird game that they probably shouldn't have won. Um if we play disciplined, we can. We, I, I think we can compete. I just, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, I, I didn't see enough from Tua to feel comfortable in the offense, and I'm worried about the kinds of things that they can do to us on defense. Um, you know, they're probably going to play a lot of man with uh, with Howard on uh, uh, Hopkins. on Hopkins. I would imagine we'll probably see a lot of that. I would like to see. I think Jones actually matches up with him better. So why do you think Howard would be on him and not Jones? I don't know. Um, just in the, I mean, in the past when they played the, I guess they didn't have Jones in the past. So that would explain why he was, I mean, he's matched up with him in the past when they played the Texans before is why. And I am having flashbacks to games where he's, I I just, I feel like Joe, they have been using Jones to shut down the number one and they, and teams are forced to go after Howard, which has been a mistake because Howard's been the one getting the picks and making the plays, but they're staying away from Jones because he's, he's, because he's, his coverage is great. Otherworldly. And that's why they signed him. Um, Yeah. I think, I think maybe if that's, if that's the way they play it, um, we'll see. Like I said, it's good. It's going to be a great test. I mean, you always, I would love to see Jones uh, going up against Hopkins. Those are, you know, two world-class guys. I think Howard is in that class. Um, I just, I feel like Jones is a little bit more fundamentally sound um, as a, uh, as a corner. I do love both of them and I want them both to be dolphins for a very long time. So um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I just, I just don't have a great feeling about it. I get, and this, I mean, don't get me wrong. I could see them losing this game. It's not, especially with the, with the easy slate going, the but second game under you know first road game for for Tua, the defense just had a huge huge game. Everybody's now kind of talking about them, talking about their defense. You know, give you get a little, you could get a little bit of a letdown after Let a down. huge win yeah. like that. Um, and it's a very talent talent on both sides of the ball. Even though I don't, I said their defense isn't very good. They're talented, like all the guys you mentioned. They have talent. Their offense obviously has talent. Their offense is actually better now that Drake is hurt, and then they get to use more Chase Edmonds, who is the superior running back. So that uh, hurts us. So can we have Drake back? That would be nice. Well, he's hurt. Mm. Um, yeah, and the uh, the national media you mentioned it uh, starting to give the Dolphins some love, but I think they uh, I think they love the Cardinals a little bit more. So no, they do. But I mean, have, I mean, I, every, all the Dolphin fans have seen this because mo- there's nothing to do but Monday, but to go and look at all of the everyone's power rankings or whatever. And like Peter King, who from NBC, who actually had, I think the Dolphins winning the division, you know, preseason has, has us at 10 in the power rankings, uh, 10 overall. Uh, in the yeah. League. I've seen that. I've seen, yeah, I've, I've seen us moving up and many of the uh, other ones I've seen at like 12 or 13, like they 13 and, is where I yeah. was seeing us, but that's, I mean, that sounds about right. That's about right. I think yeah. they beat some good teams. They're four and three. And um, we haven't yeah, been they blown have, out. They have a, a top scoring defense, and this is going to be a good test for us this weekend. And so, our, our three looking losses, forward to it. Yeah, our three losses were all close. Yeah, yes, looking forward to it. So, all right, with that, let's get into pick them around the league. So, uh, how did we do last week, Rob? Who won? We we didn't do so good. You did all right. So, um, I started out. Uh, oh, wait a minute. 
I know the Jets did not get their 20. They did not cover. I know that. Oh, no, this is good. I did good. I, I took two out of three. Why did I think uh, the other one? So you had the, oh, yeah, my, that stupid Lions game also cost me in a five for five pool. I don't know why I thought the Lions would, would cover in that. So that cost me uh, a piece of a lot of, of, a, of a decent amount of money. Um, but the Chargers, that's right. I, I went to bed or turned the game off assuming I lost the Chargers uh, Broncos bet because you picked the Chargers and I picked the Broncos and I somehow won that. Um, yep. I still don't even know how that ended. And the Jets, uh, the Kansas City easily covered the 19 and a half. I actually gave So I won the Lions game? Yeah, and that's it. All right. So two to one. That's not, that's not too bad. Not All too right. bad. It's 13-10 uh, for the season. Okay. All right. So Thursday night football is Green Bay at San Francisco. Um, Green Bay favored by seven. So the 49ers demolished them twice last year, but that was a different 49ers team. The 49ers again <laughs> uh, lost Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, most likely for the season this time, and George Kittle for the season. Uh, Mostert is still out. Um, Coleman is out. Coleman is out. They might get Debo Samuel back. They traded Quan Alexander, who is one of their best players on defense. I'm pretty sure Debo's not going to play this week. I think that's already yeah, been... Uh, I, uh, I mean, even though the 49ers match up well and play the Packers well, I, I think the Packers now there, there is something. One. There is something for the... It shouldn't matter. But um, one, it, it's... Uh, it's Thursday, and there's been there's been some weird COVID things going on, so this game may not have even happened Thursday. So far, it seems like it's on. Aaron Jones is still you know is still iffy to play, and honestly, if they were if they were healthy, if the rest of the running backs weren't on the COVID list, I think he definitely wouldn't be playing. But the fact that both AJ Dillon and uh, Jamal Williams are both on the COVID. Um, COVID protocol and both missing this game, it's possible their top three running backs will not be in this game. So do you like the Packers or not? No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the Packers. I'm just saying okay. that, you know, if you're, I know you like to talk about the 49ers and if you were going to, since you waxed so poetically about them, I would like to mention that there may not, there may be two running backs you've never heard of running the ball for the Packers. Fair enough. Baltimore Ravens uh, getting or giving two and a half to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Ravens coming off a tough loss uh, against Pittsburgh. I thought they had that one. Um, Pittsburgh remains undefeated. We'll talk about them in a little bit. The Colts are sneaky good. They have a good defense. Rivers is kind of coming alive a little bit. Um, God, I they're like the ones this. that blew up your your love your beloved Lions last week. So I um, give me the Colts. Colts in the points. Ah, I kind I don't hate that pick because um, Lamar has looked bad, and this and they have the like. I don't think Ingram's probably not going to play, and the Colts have a decent defense. But you know what? It's it's time for Rivers to melt under under a good defense. I'll, I will take the Ravens. All right, there's there's our first one. Okay. Uh, next game, Carolina Panthers getting 10 and a half going into Kansas City. Uh, that's a lot of points, but as the Chiefs proved, no line is too high for them. I like the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Chicago Bears getting six and a half. The Tennessee Titans, Bears coming down to earth. Um, they, they lost again last week, right? 
Man, they should have traded for Fitzpatrick. Forget the forget the uh, Cowboys. Who did they? Who did the, they lose the to Saints. last week? They, wasn't that the really oh, the tough Saints, game right. against they the, lost Saints. To the Saints? They were, and it was close for some reason. But yeah, they 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 lost to the Saints. Um, and they're the Titans coming off that big upset in Cincinnati on Sunday. Tannehill, you know, he's lost his lost his blindside protector, and you know, might be seeing. A little bit of the Ryan Tannehill that I like, like I said, love Tannehill, not not slamming her or anything, but I just I don't think yeah, he's this he's, otherworldly quarterback that they've made him out to be since he's been in Tennessee. Um, I like the Titans in this game; they should they should win and cover. I I agree. I don't know if I put I put a lot of money on that because their defense is bad, but the Bears are just so weird. There's, I'm not, I won't be picking them anytime soon. Broncos on the road, three and a half, getting three and a half in Atlanta. God, these seems are, weird given these, how bad Atlanta's been. I know, but Atlanta scores and like they're in games, and then they give them up late usually. Like they're yeah. I kind of like Denver. They look pretty good in that comeback win against the Chargers. This is another one I'd be hard pressed to want to put any money on. I think um, they're just Denver's looking better as since Locke came back. Like they actually look like, oh, yeah. like an NFL team. I think they're they're an okay team when he's there. Um, they've they've had issues with obviously Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton being out for the year hurts them a lot. He was by far their best wide receiver, but the Tim Patrick's been playing well, but he's banged up. They got. The, I just think they're a more complete team than Atlanta. Oh yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree there. Although Matt Ryan. Julio Jones and uh, Calvin Ridley will be the three best players like on the field. <laughs> like they're better than everybody that Correct. Atlanta that Denver has on offense. So that's that can be a factor. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I I don't want to pick that game. That's gross. Okay. Uh, so our favorite team this our second favorite team this week is the Jacksonville Jaguars, as they are hosting the Houston Texans. They're getting seven points at home. I think Houston wins this and covers uh, no Gardner Minshew and the Jags are terrible anyway. So yes, I don't see them winning. I agree. Um, I don't even can remember the quarterback's real name. I just know it sounds a lot like gluten and that's uh, that can't be good. New York giants getting three going into Washington to play the football team. Uh, the Gi- Giants played the Bucks tough on Monday night. I, I thought they might have might eat that one out. They definitely they covered, which neither one of us thought they would do. Um, that all being said, I think Washington is the better team. I like Washington. I feel like here. Jones is the better quarterback in the game. I definitely like Washington here. Yeah. All right. But and they they just played a few weeks ago, and I think the Giants actually did beat them, didn't they? I can't even remember. I don't even know their records. I did want to bring up a, a point, though, a little, a little. Uh, so I'd watched a little bit of that Bucks game. Yes. So I am going to say that if this is not Brady's last year of being good, next year is his last year of being good. There, there are too many parallel reminders, sort of flashbacks. I'm having watching him in the first half miss open guys and take forever to get into a rhythm. They've come behind and then he comes good. It reminded me a lot of Marino in his last year or two where like in that first quarter he wasn't clicking. And it, you know, when, when the, when the shine started to come off that apple, I don't know what that means, but, but 
I think that's a sign, right? That when the guys are miss, he was missing wide open guys, and I remember Marino doing that. You know, when he was way past his prime, um, could still come back, could still be great, but it was obviously wasn't wasn't what he was. And I think we're seeing the beginning of the end for Brady. That doesn't mean he won't be good this year, take them on a long playoff run. I'm just saying. And he's 42. Whatever it's, it's, uh, no, it's, it's ridiculous that he's playing at this level. I'm not. I'm not even crapping on him as much as I'd love to for the pain he's caused us. But I, I think. I mean, the inevitable is 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 showing up. It's about. It's almost time. Okay. Well, well can we can we talk about the Bucks when we get to the Bucks? Yeah, but you mentioned them when you said the Giants. <laughs> All right, Seattle Seahawks. At Buffalo, Seattle favored by three. I like the Seahawks in this game. Love the Buffalo Seahawks. is starting to come to come back to earth. It looks like to me. Um, what do you think, Rob? I know I like the Seahawks. The I mean the their defense is still kind. Of, it's not as garbage ish as it's been, but it's still pretty bad. It's not very good. It's, it's so, but uh, but the uh, yeah, I, I like the Seahawks. I just. Um, I think it'll be a good close game, though. So the three points, three points is fine. Um, but I'm not picking the Bills. I, I, Las Vegas Raiders getting a point and a half in Los Angeles to play the Chargers. So this is a home game for the Chargers. I guess that's why they're favored. The Raiders have been clearly the better team. This is team not a home game two. for the Chargers. There are way more Raider fans in L.A. than Charger fans. Yeah, so I think uh, I like the Raiders in this game. How about you, Rob? I like the Raiders because they have a better quarterback. Yeah, that is <laughs> that's debatable. But I know we'll you love Herbert. Ooh, here's a, a a Super Bowl rematch from the days of old. Ooh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I, it's I a thirteen and thirteen and a half point spread. It is in Dallas. I, I don't think this can be high enough. I would give up the nineteen and a half that the Chiefs did for yeah. this game. This is yeah. this is not even Ben DiNucci. They're going to the practice squad yeah. for the for the quarterback here, and I don't even know they, who it is. Yeah, the Cowboys are are terrible. Uh, All right, so here's the Bucs at home against the Saints, favored by four and a half points. So here's what I wanted to say about the Bucs, and I I like them in this game. I like them in the NFC, honestly. I feel like them and the Seahawks are the class of the NFC, mainly because the Buccaneers' defense is is very, very good. And they have a lot of weapons on offense, including one Antonio Brown, who will be suiting up this Sunday. Uh, Don't like the guy. Um, obviously not a huge fan of Brady either. Uh, but that is a, that is a very well put together team. Uh, Brady is still playing well. Like you said, I, I, I do see the parallels that you were making to, uh, to the end of Danny's career. One thing I will say for Brady, he's in much better shape and has, uh, you know, it was a different, different league back then. So he hasn't taken nearly the amount of punishment that, that, uh, our beloved Dan Marino had to endure. Well, he's also older. Um, but I, I do think uh, I, I think he's still, you know, a, a top a top tier quarterback in this league, especially with that offense, that line, those weapons, the defense that he has. I uh, I, I like this Bucks team. I like them to uh, to win at home against New Orleans. Only because I I don't really disagree with you there, but we're we're a little low on game, so I think I might take the four and a half with the Saints, just because we don't we don't have enough disagreement going on. Sounds good. So is that our that's our third one, right? We had two. What was that's the no, that's the second. Was it the second? I thought we had we had the Colts and the Ravens. Um 
did we didn't didn't we do Denver and Atlanta or no? You didn't no. you didn't bite on that one. I did not. All right. So would you rather have that one? I'm not gonna. I mean, do you want the Jets? I'm taking the Pats <laughs> for Monday night. Monday night, New England at New York. Uh, New England getting seven. How many seven, extra sorry. points would you give me if you took the Jets? Yeah, I can't take the Jets. <laughs> there, there we go. Ah. Uh, so yeah, we didn't. So I kind of had to go on one. I I wasn't crazy about going. So now you have to, you have to take. What are you talking? What I, I took the I took the Jets and twenty points last week. Yeah. So it's your turn to take a game that you don't want. I was the one who was to <laughs> fine. Uh, yeah, that's not going to make for good radio. I'll have to I'll have to look through and 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 find it. But um. Let's go to the break, and then we'll let everybody know. Take us to the break. All right. We will. All right. So (laughs) thanks. Thanks, Rob. All right. So we will go to the break. When we come back, we'll sort this mess out. And then uh, it'll be time for our favorite part of the show, (gasps) Fantasy Camp. So stay tuned. And we're back. So we settled on the New York Giants and the Washington football team. I am taking the New York Giants and three points on the road in Washington. So Rob has the Washington football team. That was, that was our third and final game for the week. Yes. Excellent. That leads us into my favorite part of the show. Fantasy camp. Fantasy camp. Excellent. So I actually don't know who won. I think I won. Can you recap? This was so bad. Yes, you won. Yeah. I, I cut to the, cut Nothing to the happened chase. on offense. I was after once the game started. I'm like, God, on Tua's first start, why did I open with with Parker? I probably should have taken uh, Gaskins with the first pick. So the leading receiver in the game was not on our team. Nobody picked him. It was Durham Smythe's 18 yards. That's so sad. So. You crushed with Preston Williams, two for 15. You had Gasecki's one for eight and Ford's one for 10. <clears throat> and then you had Gaskin, who was the big winner of the day, had the 47 rushing and a touchdown as, lo- as well as three receptions for 16. So literally you had like three points, one point, one point, but Gaskin's 14. I also had Van Noy with the fumble recovery, right? And he had uh, five tackles in the fumble recovery, so that gave you like uh, two two and a quarter points, yeah. which was nice. I had, fumble recovery is only one point. Yeah, Every, oh. a fumble, force fumbles one, sacks one, interceptions one. There's, there, I mean, you won anyway. What do you care? Yeah, I know. I just I, so Parker, Maybe we need to adjust the scoring. I feel like fumble recoveries and interceptions should be two points. But yeah, but it's fine. Who needs defensive players anyway? They're just fun. So right. I, Parker's one catch was the three yard touchdown. So and then I had Grant. I had the special teams touchdown along with his one catch for fifteen yards. But then Brita was 13 rushing yards. Uh, did he really have no catches? Did I forget to no, no put catches. that in? No catches, yeah. And then I took Shaheen and, instead of Smythe, so I missed out on those 18 glorious yards, and Baker had five tackles. Yeah, so what was the final score? 17 and a quarter to 21 and a quarter. 
And you got the 17 because you got that special teams touchdown. That's that's, yes. that's not too bad. No, it was not. When that when I, right, I so, had the par, I had Parker and Grant. I'm like, I'm gonna win this because I had the two touchdowns. So I'm back up. I'm what is it seven seven and one now? Yeah, it's 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 sad. <laughs> All right. So you picked first last time because you ended up with Parker. Correct. So I, that means I pick first this week. Um, uh, all right. I, and I guess we didn't explain the game. We normally do every week. So I might as well, for posterity's sake, for those of you that are not familiar with Fantasy Camp, this is a game that Rob and I play every week uh, where we select two fantasy football teams comprised entirely of Miami Dolphins skill players. Oftentimes it's an exercise in futility. Um, but uh, this, you know, it's been a little bit more interesting this year. Last week was kind of a dud. The offense didn't really do anything. Uh, we also select one defensive player this year. That was a new wrinkle that we added. So uh, Rob picked first last week and he selected Devonte Parker. Uh, I'm picking first this week. Um, it is PPR. Otherwise there'd be like no points at all. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, well, there is no Gaskin this week. So, I'm going to go with Matt Breida as my first pick. Damn, I did not want you to do that. I know. All right. So I have two picks coming. So I will have to take... I think I'm going to have to take Parker and Grant. That's not bad. So I will... doesn't leave me much of a choice. I'll need to go with uh, Gasecki and Williams as the next two picks. That is true. You need to do that. So now I need, so I need, uh, God, so I do need a running back. Um, question. Yes. Can I, since it's a last pick, can I take Howard and if he's inactive, put whatever scrub piece of junk is active behind? <laughs> on the roster. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. Uh, I'll allow that. You're going to do Howard? So I'll take... Uh, yeah, I'm going to do Howard, and then I'm going to put Perry in my flex. Okay. So what do I... I need a wide receiver. I already have a flex. So I just need a wide receiver, right? Yeah. So it's wide receiver and defense for me here. So wide receiver. I'll take Callaway. Ooh. And for defense, I will go with. I'm gonna go with a hot hand. I'm gonna go uh, Emmanuel Ogba. Nice. Um, I. Oh, I almost I was almost gonna go with like Row or something, but I'll I'll, I'll you know you know what? Let's go with uh, a Landon Roberts. We haven't taken him yet. Maybe he's you've taken him off. before. Oh, have I? I will, I'll take him again. He, I like his name, Roberts. I like I like the way he's been playing lately. Yeah, he's made me forget uh, Raekwon McMillan a little bit. A lot. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I think you got a shot this week, Rob. There's a, there's definitely a shakeup with no Gaskin, and uh, yeah, you got the you got the two big wide receivers. So I think I think you should you should do pretty well. Well, if if my thirty one twenty eight is correct, I should be all right. Unless it's, all, so. unless it's all Brita. And Gaskins. I mean, and uh, Gasecki. Yeah. Gasecki's cool. been nowhere. Like, I mean, he's done. He hasn't had more than one catch in, like, the last three games, I think. I know. It's disappointing. 
And just the offense in general, just, I mean, it just, they don't, they haven't yeah. been putting up a lot of numbers. It's not, it doesn't, it's not the same, it'll, it'll the same be. high volume offense that we've seen last year. I mean, they've gotten, granted, they've gotten out to those big leads. Um, and then you just don't, you just don't see much from them. So this is something I think we spoke about off air, but obviously I don't, I wish Gaskins was playing cause he's been great for us and, and I like him a lot as a player, but it will be interesting to see Breida get the lion's share of the touches. I feel like, you know, like if we're talking fantasy wise, I don't think he'll have the floor that Gaskins did because he might not get the the volume, but the upside, he's got a way higher ceiling. He's got a bet, much better chance of breaking some. So if he does get the amount of touches that Gaskins has, he has a, he has a chance to put up, you know, like well over a hundred yards of 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 combined rushing and receiving and and a touchdown or two. Looking forward to that. I am looking forward to seeing him play. So we finally get to get a chance. I've been clamoring for that for a while. Obviously, didn't want to see Gaskin get hurt, but right. um, you know, yeah, I'm 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 eager to see Breida get get the lion's share of the carries. One other thing we didn't really touch on. I, I know the, the the Rams have a good defense and a, and a very strong you know front seven. Um, it was the it was I felt like it was the offensive line's worst performance of the uh, of the season last week as well. Um, so that's going to be something to that bears keeping an eye on. Um, would like to see them play better. Um, would like to see Austin Jackson, the the starting left tackle, get back in there. He's not going to be back this week. Are you sure? Um, I heard he was back in practice. I heard. Was he? Yeah, I well, don't that would know. be that would be great. Um, I, I think they're I think they're a better unit when he's in there. Um, Robert Hunt has played well. Uh, he's the one who came in on the right side. They moved Davis over to the left side. I think the line just works better with Davis on the at the right tackle spot. Um, and I think I think Kindley played better when when Davis was on his uh, right side as opposed to uh, uh, Hunt back there. Um, but I'm hoping to see a bounce back from the offensive line because they weren't uh, very good last week, quite frankly. So just uh, just officially, Jackson did return to practice. He's eligible to come off the IR, so he can play. So if they deem him healthy enough, uh, they can he can he can play, and he chance might. He has Good. a chance to play. I've, yeah, he's been he he's been a pretty solid starter for them. So it would be nice to see him get back in there. Absolutely, uh, they're going to need him uh, down the stretch. So uh, that'd be great. On to the nonsense, Rob. Nonsense! What did, what did you think of the first episode of The Mandalorian? Uh, it was quite good. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, I did. I was a little upset that I that I read a... Somebody had a... I knew Timothy Oliphant was going to be in it, so I, I didn't get the, the, the fun surprise of it. Although, I was watching with uh, my girlfriend who didn't see that and as soon as he said the first line she's like that's that guy with the the with the long name with the o <laughs> so she knew for like the first time he spoke she knew it was him uh, even before he took the mask off before or before he took the helmet off yeah he said something and it's like muffled from that but she recognizes because we watched you know we watched justified and deadwood and you know yeah. we're, we're big we're big to fans that's awesome. Yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, I loved loved the cameos. Um, Boba Fett showed up at the end, obviously. Just spoiler alert for everybody. Um, yeah, I, I I thought it was great. I liked that it was a longer episode. I some one of my friends had said that it was boring. I I disagreed with that altogether. I thought it was actually quite good. I enjoyed the enjoyed the setup. Enjoyed the uh, learned the history lesson of Tatooine. I thought that was cool. 
Um, you know, you only think of it as, as most isolated. I've always wondered that too. Like a lot of these planets they go to, especially Tatooine, cause they've gone there so many different times, but like, it's, it's like it's this whole planet and they only go to this one, sh- this one tiny little town the whole well, that, time. So honestly, that's, I mean, that's, and that's like Star Wars in a in like in a pinch. Like if somebody goes down to a planet, the next person goes down to a planet, and they're like right next to each other. I'm like, it's kind of a big place. Like it's kind of hard to to find somebody, you know. Always, you know, just by saying he's on that planet. Well, they see Mandalorian seems to <laughs> insinuate that everybody has some kind of tracker in them, and they're able to track oh, everybody true. at all given time. So that that might have something to do with it. Um, but yeah, I was it was it was cool to see the uh the extra size of uh of Tatooine and you know kind of getting to see that that small desolate town and you know the the history lesson of like what happened after the Death Star was blown up was cool. Loved the crate loved the crate dragon. I thought the the effects on that were amazing. Uh loved the battle scenes with it. Are you um, I thought they just uh copied those out of the Dune trailer. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I definitely the, the the thought definitely crossed my mind, but that's a little niche. I don't think everybody's going to know that. Although there's probably a pretty high uh, overlap between Dune fans and Star Wars fans. So um, I would say all Dune fans are Star Wars fans, but not all Star Wars fans are Dune correct. fans. Yes, but there's there's going to be a, a decent amount of overlap there. So um, I liked that they I liked that they mentioned the Sarlacc, uh, which seemed to yeah. which just. <laughs> For you, uh, for the nerdiest of the nerds out there that would have picked up on that, the Sarlacc is where Boba Fett allegedly met his end in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, um, if you remember correctly. His jetpack malfunctioned after Han Solo bumped into it. There was a nice nod to that as well. Did you catch that when uh, oh, when, when Mando hit yeah. Oliphants and like <laughs> the same exact thing happened to him? He spun off like kind of in the identical motion that happened to Boba Fett. Um, which I thought was funny. Um, it was a cool little homage to that. Can you, can you that. help me with something that bugs me? They call him Mando. I mean, they're all Mandalorians. Why is he the only? Why is he the Mandalorian? All Mandalorians are the Mandalorian, and he's Mando. There's so few. Didn't you have? Did you have you not picked up on that? They like never see them. That, like for a lot of people that see them, this is like the only one they've ever seen. I realize that, but they can't all be Mando. Either way, I I thought it was. I think it's cool. Anyway, so um, so yeah. So then the uh, the the cool tie in there was that the uh, the the crate they alleged or they kind of insinuated that the the crate dragon, which was the monster in this episode that they had to slay, uh, ate the sarlacc. So assuming it was the sarlacc that ate Boba Fett, um, and that's maybe an allude an allusion to how he escaped. Um, they did show Mandalorian get eaten by this crate dragon and uh, escape from the inside of it. So uh, maybe that's maybe that's how they're going to tie in how Boba Fett escaped I mean, from the Starlight I mean, it's a few years after. It could just be somebody wearing his armor. What are you talking about? This, this, the Mandalorian now, isn't this after the, uh, of, after the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, they showed... They showed Boba Fett, though, at the end. Did you not catch that? Yeah, but how do you know it was him? It was somebody wearing his armor. No. <laughs> his armor was being worn by, by Tim and Timothy Oliphant. The person you saw at the end was wearing just like a cloak. Oh, I got you saying. Yeah, that was, that was Boba Fett. That's the actor that played Django Fett. That's why uh, I knew it was Boba Fett, because Boba Fett is a clone of, the act, of Django Fett. So it's the same, same guy. Ah, uh, I see what you're saying. You're welcome, Rob. So why now? Are you more are you more excited for next week now? No, you're pretty excited for this week anyway, though, right? 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's 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 fun. It's fun space western. I've really enjoyed it. Like I must say, like I I liked it. Like when I watched it the first time, but I've I watched. Um, I did rewatch it again leading up to the uh, the release of season two, um, and I, I just I I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it's good. My here's my problem. Baby Yoda is so goddamn cute. I don't want to love Baby Yoda so much because he's you know everybody loves Baby Yoda, but oh my god, I love Baby Yoda. You know what I yes. actually wanted when they were showing the uh, what are the big uh, mammoth things called the that they were banthas the banthas. When they were like brushing his teeth or whatever, I'm like, I've just, I literally was like, oh my God, if Disney Plus had a National Geographic channel where they were just like brushing banthas and, and like, you know, washing baby Yodas and like just, just their wildlife, I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. 100%. I'm nodding. People can't see me, but I'm, I'm nodding. Yes, I would, do- I would totally watch that. 100%. Cool. Uh, anything else that uh, that's caught your fancy uh, outside of the uh, the realm of television, film, and or literature, or perhaps music, Rob? Anything uh, anything you want to talk about? So, actually, the only thing I've watched was something very different than any of the nonsense that we watched. I just heard people say they enjoy it, and I started the first episode, and I kind of got sucked in. But that uh, Queen's Gambit was actually a, a fun little miniseries. I enjoyed it a lot. I had heard about that as well. So you recommend that? Yeah, they. Uh, I w- yeah, it's. I mean, they make chess exciting somehow. Um, I like chess. Yeah. I've, I've been teaching my youngest daughter how to play. So oh, that so reminds you me, we should watch to play. that with her. We we're going to be playing a little bit later tonight, um, and I, maybe I will start watching Queen's Gambit after this uh, election nonsense is over. We're not going to talk about any of that. <laughs> so. I hope that everyone has a wonderful rest of their week. I hope that you guys enjoy The Mandalorian on Friday night. And I hope we're celebrating a Miami Dolphins win on Sunday evening. Fins up, Rob. Fins Fins up. up. 31-28. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next week.